What's up, everybody? My name is Jacob Deaton, as you might know if you're coming back. But if not, this is your first time and you're here. So thanks for being here. This is another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals where we take a little bit of time from uh, some of the best around um, or just the straight up coolest people. And I kind of feel like I got someone like that today um, after our first meeting, which has been like almost a year ago now uh, to the date. Um, we're talking about the Charleston Wedding Studio and uh, the, very, the, the wonderful um, Beth Leon Guerrero. Beth, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Jacob. Yay, that's great. I'm so, I, you know, in doing that intro just off the cuff, which I stumbled over a couple of words, sorry, world. Um, I, I realized that it's literally been about a year since I met you for the first time, almost like within a week or so of the day. Yeah, right prior to the pandemic or right when everything was was happening. I feel like it's been a, a, a long time since I've seen a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> it really does feel that way. Uh, you know, uh, you know, side note uh, to, to the story to give context, uh, we were doing a showcase and um, we had this really cool event and a whole bunch of people came and we were hanging out and all just taking a break from serving people and serving ourselves for like a brief moment uh, to a free drink or two uh, sponsored by my company. And it was great. And everybody was just having a good time. And there were the underlying current of all of our conversations were, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like there's this Corona thing that everybody's kind of starting to talk about. I don't really know how that's happening. And in the middle of that whole exchange, I'm like seeing my phone blow up in Atlanta of businesses shutting down and people, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's like happening and I'm not home. Like, is my house going to be there when I get back or what, you know? Um, kind of crazy how the world has just changed. Yeah, it, it, it happened so quick. I mean, I, I, looking back, there were signs and indicators and maybe things that we should have had a little bit of a heads up. But, you know, and I remember because I was there with my good friend, Jessica Cruz with Cruz Coordination, and we were having a drink and I was like, should I even like, I didn't even know if I should be handling the drink from the bartender and we're standing really close and there are no masks at that point. And I was really struggling with, you know, it was still in the back of my mind. I was there and I was having a great time and Jessica and I were dancing like we do when we get out and um, just really enjoying the music and, but still had that a little bit of fear rising up in me that some, this is coming, something's happening. So I definitely, um, I was not looking at my phone like you, Jacob. <laughs> But I was definitely um, just processing that it's something's something's happening, and it yeah. and once it happened, it happened like overnight. It really did. As soon as I got back to Atlanta, and it was like a mad dash to all the grocery stores and everything. And um, the only reason why I was looking at my phone is because people were blowing me up because there were dates that were getting canceled and like. <gasps> Yeah, yeah. You know, my friends were like, man, I just had like seven gigs canceled this week. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? Because I'm in Charleston, which seems to be operating very normally and everything is, is, is a-okay. And when I left Atlanta, everything was, there's like, oh, this virus that's coming, um, you know, we all need to be ready, but you know, it's, you know, it's a virus. It'll, you know, whatever. We don't know, but we know it's coming, but we don't really know everything. <laughs> Yeah, it was so crazy. Um, but anyway, uh, enough of that dark talk and, and everything. Cause we've, all, we've all been through a year of this now. So we all yeah. know how everybody's been doing. Um, you know, why don't we start with just talking about Charleston Wedding Studio and just give us like a broad overview of what you guys do, maybe some of the packages you guys offer and your team. Okay, absolutely. Um, so my team's not quite as big as it was um, pre-pandemic, but I still have great um, support staff. And so when people are working with me as a planner, um, they can be confident that if something were to, God forbid, happen to me, that I've got a great team in place to, to step in and, and take the reins. Uh, we offer everything from month of packages 
uh, the whole spectrum to like premium plus packages like we are we are doing everything for you and we have some great combination packages that um, so by trait I started off as a floral designer um, over 30 years ago, which is where I, I got my start in the industry. Um, so we do have florals in house. So some of our packages can include all of the florals that you need for your wedding. And then my husband, Vince, um, he's um, jumped right in and has created some great uh, fabric designs, um, custom lighting displays. Uh, so we can do that as well. So a little, a little bit of, a little bit of everything as far as design aspect is concerned. That's cool. Um, and of your staff that, I mean, I think everybody understands and the situation of what COVID has brought upon us as far as the staff is concerned, but, um, what people do you, is it, uh, what people do you have left on your staff and, um, you know, and generally like, you know, do you hire out people for day of and stuff like that to help you and et cetera? So everybody that is on my team or works with me, even if they aren't on full time right now, I still bring them back for events. So where I used to have uh, a lot more uh, support from day to day, working on logistics, timelines, floor plans, rental facilitation, all of the things that we do, um, they are, uh, you know, they're at home virtual schooling with their children. And, and so it it actually works out that they can still do some of that stuff when I, when I need a hand, but uh, they do come back to help me out when we have events. That's cool. Um, you know, it's been hard on everybody. And there's a lot of people that I have hired for the things that I do. Um, and I've had to, you know, cool out on that for a while because obviously the, everything just shifted a whole entire year. So, um, you know, the great news, I think for a lot of people that are in your shoes and my shoes, like we've been able to retain those relationships with people. Um, and that's great, you know, because we all know that at some point we got to get back to normal and we're going to get back to normal. Um, you know, yeah. when it's right and when it's safe for everyone, uh, you know, per event, so to speak. So now are you always just a hundred percent weddings all the time, or do you vary into any other world like corporate events and such? Rarely. Um, we are not opposed to doing corporate events and, um, we have done, um, like some big birthday bashes, uh, and a few corporate events. It's just not our specialty. And it just is not something that has just fallen in line, um, for us. And we just happen to really have our focus on weddings. That's cool. And so, when you started out, let's talk about how you got to where you are now. Okay. Um, because I know, I, 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 hey, listen, we got all day. You've been, I listen, you're a veteran. And yeah. I think it's very important that people hear your story because uh, as you mentioned earlier, you've been in this business a long time, starting with the floor stuff. And um, I would, I'm just personally curious, like what drove you to get into it from the beginning and then sort of like the evolution of how you've got to where you're now with, you know, started the brand of uh, Charleston Wedding Studio. Because when I first met you, you were, you were in the middle of like your whole rebranding phase. Yes, if I yes remember right. we were in the middle of that. Yeah. So when I was a little girl, <laughs> this is, this is true. When I was a little girl, I used to be big into flowers and weddings. So I am, we're talking kindergarten, first grade. I would get in trouble for dumping out my mom's perfume or dumping out, um, if I thought I saw a cool soda bottle, um, back when we had the, the glass bottles, um, you know, I would dump them out and also get in trouble for that and cutting flowers out of neighbor's yards. And I would just have flowers all over my room. And I would facilitate weddings among friends in the neighborhood. So I would sit down and make, <laughs> I did, <laughs> you know, we're 10, it's so serious at that point. Divorce rate is high at that rate anyway. So we got to do it lots of times. Um, I would make the, I would sit down and make the cloverleaf crowns for the brides and 
um, I would officiate the wedding. And um, so it was just, just part of, you know, playing and everything, something I did from a very young age. I also used to um, want to be a private detective or a detective. I used to take, um, back in those days, the, the brute cologne that my dad used to wear came with um, a silver badge that was actually separate from the bottle, not just part of the label. And I used to take it and pretend to be a private investigator. So it could have gone either way at that point, Jacob. <laughs> it just it could have gone it could have gone either way um but I was fortunate enough that when I was in high school I was hired as um kind of a girl friday delivery driver for a local florist here um by uh the name of the flower cottage and uh the owner Peggy uh who has been such an influential mentor for me uh very early on saw that I had um, talent in the design aspect. And so within six months, she was training me and I, I started working on weddings uh, very soon after. And so what, uh, age, what age was this again? So I was, uh, I was in high school. Okay. So 17-ish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so that's when I had my first job uh, within, with flowers and, and with weddings was when it was in 17. So I guess at that point, there was a lot of stuff in between. I mean, I always was, um, working for a florist or at a florist or doing something, uh, cause during that whole time, I also, you know, got married and, um, had, a bunch of kids <laughs> and did other things too like uh coaching gymnastics and cheerleading and homeschooling and home daycare and um i think a lot of people that um saw when i started wildflowers inc i was one of the first if not the first home studio specializing in wedding flowers um and there's a lot now. So there, there's a lot now. When I started that company, I was homeschooling my youngest, who's a grown adult now. Um, I was the full-time caregiver for um, my nephew and some kids in the neighborhood. I had a lot going on when I, I started that business. Um, but it just, it just grew. I just, um, client referral after client referral and then vendor referrals. Um, it just, it just grew and grew. And very quickly, I discovered that uh, I was very well suited for the role of planner and planning weddings in addition to the design. And uh, that's where we were doing wedding planning all along, but that's when our brand Wildflowers Inc. didn't. Um, so Wildflowers Inc., that we started in 2006 in 2000 in 2020 it, it didn't encompass everything that we did mm. and the name charleston wedding studio did so that was where that that merge came into play i think i i covered what you asked and a lot more you didn't ask no that's the whole point <laughs> that is 100 where we are and why we're here um so i mean 10 years old 10 you, yeah. Doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just, this is like, this was it for you. Like you, you figured it out. Like basically at, at, you know, at the ripe age of 10 years old. Well, and I didn't know I had figured it out. I didn't know that that's like I said, you know, I also wanted to be a detective. I wanted to be a Marine biologist. I wanted to be a teacher. Um, one point I wanted to be a cosmetologist. I mean, so I hadn't exactly figured it out. I think that it was that underlying love and that skill set that was always there that I was just fortunate enough to have a job opportunity line up. Because when you're in high school, you're not looking for your forever job. You're not look, you're not necessarily looking for what career do I want? You're just looking to, you know, make a car payment or, you know, buy some fancy jeans. <laughs> so <laughs> at least <laughs> 
at least that's how it was. <laughs> so I, I think I was fortunate in that. Sometimes things find you early, you know, yeah. sometimes people, you know, take a whole lifetime and at 45 or 50 years old, you know, um, you know, they figure out what it is really that they're meant to be doing for the rest of their days. And, you know, um, sometimes people make sacrifices and they don't necessarily do the things that they really want to do with their life, you know, but it's really interesting to me to when you run into people, particularly in this industry, most of them that I've run into just seem destined for it. Yeah. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah. I think, I think that you have to be, I think the people that are in weddings because they think it's um, quick cash, which it's not, or, you know, they think it's just going to be um, super lucrative. And, and I think the ones that are in it and don't truly have that love of weddings, um, I think they burn out more quickly and easily and they don't love it and they don't have that satisfaction in their job. And it, you know, rolls over into their client experience. And so I, I, I do think it makes a difference. Yeah, it's, this is a service industry and it's, it's not a self service industry. It's a right. service industry to others. So if you don't have that spirit to start with, you're definitely asking for trouble um, and definitely asking for a whole lot of pain and suffering, uh, <laughs> you know, because not I, mean, that I didn't have pain and suffering, not right. that I didn't have that. I mean, right. lot, lots of growing pains, lots of understanding how to run a business that aligned with my truth uh, that aligned with my personality and my way of being and attracting those ideal clients. You know, I, I went through growing pains where it took a while to learn to say no and to turn away business if the, the client wasn't a good match. Mm -hmm. And so I, I went through some, some sad, ugly times too but I think that makes me that much better now. <laughs> right. I mean, what, um, when you're looking for an ideal client, um, what are some of the things that are sort of like coming to mind? Like whenever you're having this conversation with them, is it like verbal cues? Is it like, you know, um, is it more like atmospheric? Like I feel the vibes or is it like specific <laughs> things that they're saying? You know, I mean, cause everybody sort of has a different way of feeling out who their ideal client is. Um, you know, if they're look, if they're specifically looking for that, um, you know, some people I talk to on here, they, they don't have the, they don't have the um, feeling of like, I'm looking for the ideal client, but then some people that I know that are maybe more experienced that are like you, um, you know, that are looking for a very specific uh, client, or at least a, not just open, opening the doors to everyone who kind of comes in and you're, you're, you're kind of trying to stay within a window of weddings probably per year and all that kind of stuff. But like when you're, um, when you're having these conversations, what are some of the key phrases that like, that you're kind of, that perk your ears up to say, oh, this, this might be a person that's really good for me. I don't think it's, I'm looking for specific words that they're saying. Mm -hmm. um, it is what you, you went back to that vibe. Um, it is that vibe. For me, it's do they really love each other? What's the most important part of this process to them? You know, is it, is it the marriage? And they happen to ha want to have an amazing, fabulous celebration to sell, you know, for the wedding? Or is the primary focus the wedding? you know, we need to have 400 people there and it's uh, that my wedding is a status symbol, <laughs> you know, so it's, it, <laughs> you know, um, the other thing is I, I have to have clients that just, that trust me to do what I do best. If I get the feeling that a client is going to uh, micromanage me in any way or, or be unable to let go of the control on the wedding day, um, the, those are those are some red flags for sure, and and it and it is hard because sometimes you don't know until you're further into the process. You know, I 
I wish there was a magic phrase, <laughs> um, but sometimes you don't know. Um, sometimes you do know and, and you give them the benefit of the doubt and then you're just like, oh, I should have went with my, my guts on that one. But other times you don't know, like the crazy comes out like, and I didn't mean to call them crazy. Um, emotionally perplexed due to the stress of wedding planning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I agree. Um, sometimes it doesn't come out to later in the process and you have to set boundaries and protect yourself and protect your own energy. And occasionally you have to let clients go. And sometimes I have eaten a loss um, because of work that I've put into an event and have just been, you know what, I'm not going to be able to um, do what this client needs. And it's not a reflection on me. It's not a reflection on them. It's a reflection of us together mm -hmm. and that it's not working. And I'm not doing anyone a service by just like trying to keep the business um, and luckily that happens really, really rarely. Um, but it's, it's, and it's never an easy deci decision, right. but sometimes that decision has to be made and I've never regretted it. <laughs> right. Well, it's important to just be honest with people, you know, and if you get down the path and you realize it's not, this isn't actually what I thought I was signing up for. It's better to just like speak up and say, Hey, listen, you know, <laughs> take all your money back. I don't want any, <laughs> just, <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, thank you very much. And here's a list of people that I do think would be great for you. Yeah, if there is, um, if there is, uh, I think most of my friends and, and colleagues probably have similar uh, clientele or ideal ideal clients, but there, there's the right client out there for the right vendor. There, there are matches. Right. <laughs> so they, they will find theirs. And if I can help them find it, I will, but. Right. So, so you kind of mentioned that you're, um, I, I thought I maybe caught in your, um, you know, talking about how you've gotten to this point. Are you a Charleston native? Yes. So I was born, um, quite a while ago <laughs> Come on now. at the old, um, Navy hospital, not the one that, um, is on, rivers now but the one that's actually on the old navy base um so i i was born there so i was born in north charleston and i was born and raised in north charleston i identify as a charlestonian um but <laughs> i'm from north charleston so you know got got a little bit of that in me <laughs> i mean you definitely were born into like isn't charleston like the number one wedding destination like place in the U.S. or close to number one now? I always hear that. I always hear that. It's always like Charleston number two um, for, uh, you know, des destination weddings in, in the United States. I've never actually seen where that data is. Right. But I hear it enough that I believe it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've seen it on like several different posts from uh, from different like magazines and stuff like wedding related that says, oh, Charleston's number two this year. Oh, they're number one this year. No, you know? They're not citing their sources. So. Right. I know. So where does it come from? You know, are these are there these people in the mountains that just make these decisions? Right, you know? right. And I'm not arguing it. And um, I think that's another reason that I take. Um, I didn't mention it before, but part of my journey is mentoring others. So I started a support group for wedding florist um, back in 2006, I think. Um, no, wait, so that's wrong. That's when I started my business, 2016. So mm -hmm. it was about 10 years later. Because originally I mentioned I was one of the first uh, in-home wedding studios uh, for floral design. And that exploded especially after we went through that one recession back in 2007-ish or mm -hmm. um, where a lot of traditional floral shops were closing down and so I was definitely on the leading edge of having that in-home uh, design studio and now there's dozens and dozens and so I created a group where uh, we can share resources. We freelance work for each other. 
uh, we share referrals. Sometimes um, we share inventory. Uh, so we just developing that cooperative nature versus a competitive nature. And the reason I did it was I think that for Charleston to remain a number one or number two destination selection is for the brides that are coming here are to continue to have good experiences. Right. So whether or not they work with me or not, it, it, that that's not my business. My But I care very much about clients having a satisfactory experience, no matter who they work with. Mm. And that mindset and, and not being competitive and being cooperative is what's going to help keep Charleston stay at the top. Because if, if we start um, undercutting each other or uh, being just so competitive in a negative way, it is it, going to come back on us and affect the client experience in a way that eventually it would be, well, we, we no longer um, want to go to Charleston to have our wedding. So I think we have to be conscientious about we are riding that wave and we need to be, we need to preserve it. Right. I mean, Charleston has been riding that way for some time and it's yeah. a glorious city. If you've never been there, podcast listeners and uh, YouTube watchers, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things, or it's one of those cities that you go to and you just, it's like instant charm. Um, and it's just instant vibe of, um, you know, just a beautiful, you know, port city on the ocean that, um, that has been well-developed and the, the venues there are just absolutely unbelievable, stacked on top of each other to choose from with some of the most amazing views and some of the most amazing scenery. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm in love with Charleston, um, have been for a long time, uh, even previous to my wedding uh, world. So it's, uh, it's just, every time I go back there, there's like this sigh of kind of relief that I get. I'm like, ah, like I feel really good here, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, I do. Um, and, you know, uh, th through uh, the wonderful people and the vendors that I've worked with there now, um, you know, like yourself, um, the, the, the feeling is like, you know, I, that this place continues to call my name, you know. Um, and I think that putting together a network of people and saying, hey, let's work together, especially like in the florist world, because you're going to order things and then you're going to get them and maybe it's not the best, it's not the, the right season or you, you, you were promised like a white and you get like a cream or, you know, and you have to like figure it out, um, you know, based on, you know, the, it's the wrong shade of pink <laughs> or the wrong shade of pink. Yes. That's, that's probably, probably the most common one. Right. Um, you yeah, know, so it was a shade of pink that killed her. Yes, that just ruined everything. Uh, <laughs> but that's, but you know, that's that's the way it is, you know. And I'm sure, like, get, you know, being able to network, say, hey, I got this order that came in, but it's not quite what I'm looking for. Does anybody have this? Um, and I will trade you this for that, or whatever the barter system and the work together is. Um, that really makes for, um, you know, good um, community. And uh, like you said, there's plenty of work to go around for everybody we should all be on each other's teams and sort of supporting each other um when people need it the most agree um i i i think that's really cool and i and i'm sure that florists uh here in atlanta where i live uh are doing that all the time as well um i've not yet met I hope so. I hope yeah so. i hope so if not you know there may be a there may be an opportunity here to franchise out this wonderful business that you've got going on here this wonderful community idea um, so, um, but, um, that said, um, tell me a little bit about how your, um, you know, how sort of your process has been going, um, with all the COVID reschedules and stuff. And also, um, how your, you know, your booking season currently, cause we're technically in this booking season, um, which I'm so thankful that you have a moment in time and all of this, because it's a very busy time of year for everyone. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to grab people on an interview during the engagement season because they're 
you know, they're, they're waiting for this big wave to come. Um, but this year is definitely interesting. How has this year been different as opposed to uh, maybe previous years in the past? So I am very happy that we are seeing um, an increase or at least a return to normal. I think uh, as far as the quantity of inquiries that we are receiving, I think for such a long period of time, uh, we were definitely seeing negative numbers. And um, and over the years, I you know would set growth goals. Uh, I did not set a growth goal for <laughs> for twenty twenty one. No no growth goals. No. Um, I just I let go of all the the business goal setting. Um, I think that we are seeing the majority of our 21 uh, business has been booking quickly or mm -hmm. booking further out. So we had, I think a lot of clients have maybe put off the planning process and then they're like, you know what, we just want to do it now. And so we've had a, several last minute bookings. Um, and so we are still booking 2021, which normally we, we wouldn't. Normally it would be all 2022 or 2023 at this point, at least for the planning perspective. So to get a lot of last minute, um, and by last minute, I mean, I could even mean um, fall of 21 is what we might consider um, last minute from the planning perspective. Um, but I would say 2021, our schedule overall is still lighter than what it was in the past. And a majority of them are 2020 reschedules. Um, but you know what, I'm okay with it. I mean, it's, it's getting back and it's gonna get back. And um, so I, I'm not putting any worry towards it. I, there's no sense in having energy put towards worrying about it. You just focus on, you know, the jobs to be done. Um, it was really stressful there for a while with all of the reschedules um, because it was a lot of work and uh, to facilitate a reschedule and not necessarily any extra, you know, compensation. Right. <laughs> um, so that, that was, you know, that had its moments, um, but I, I took every reschedule and unfortunately a handful of cancellations but on a case-by-case -case basis, understanding that this hasn't happened before. They're not wanting to reschedule. They're not wanting to cancel if it came to that. Um, but at the same time, I had to, you know, take enough measures to protect, you know, my business and my livelihood so that I am there for the clients that have rescheduled and for the new clients coming in. Um, you know, it, it doesn't, uh, there are probably some businesses that haven't survived, um, which is heartbreaking. Um, but, um, you know, this is my family's primary business. This is my, you know, this is what we do. This is a family business. So it's not, I'm just not, um, this is my full-time gig. It's not like I'm just doing this on the side and, you know, I'm um, a doctor's wife. And if you're a doctor's wife, I apologize. <laughs> like, <laughs> good. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, <laughs> but I'm just like being real with like this, this is, this is our, our, you know, this is our family's mm -hmm. business. <laughs> There has to be grace on both sides, right? Everybody has to understand each other. Um, the people that booked with us have to understand that this is our livelihood and this is our career. Um, and the, you know, we uh, in working with the client have to realize that, you know, this is their dream day and we're trying to do as best as possible that we can do to, to make, you know, make things happen for them. Um, and it is unfortunate because so many people did lose their business uh, through this entire situation and a variety of businesses, even beyond our industry. Um, you know, they they did lose their businesses for no fault of their own. And, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe they had a real positive cash flow business and they made that big step to preparing for this new year with, you know, you know, all the new things and bought, 
tons of inventory or, you know, whatever it is their industry is or reinvested in their business from a, you know, from a marketing standpoint or advertising standpoint and, and really was really trying to level up, you know, in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like everybody that I talked to in 2020 was ready to level up, and, you know, and was ready to go. Um, because the last few years had been such a, you know, such a great market. Um, and, uh, and then when that happened, it caught a lot of people flat footed, you know, um, and it, you know, every, you know, every person in business would have told them to do the same exact thing that they did. They just chose the wrong time in history to do it. Yeah. You know, well, so yeah, it's tough. March, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's fine. No, I'm just saying it's tough. That's it. Yeah. March 12th of 2020. My husband and I were in an investor meeting to put in for a multi-million dollar venue project. And literally the 13th, 14th, and 15th, that's when everything shut down. Um, Kids kids were like the March 13th was their last day at school. the weekend after that 15th, there were no weddings for months. So it was very interesting, the timing of that and how even much more we could have been impacted. Um, I don't look at it as a relief. You know, I, I, you know, I've had a few people go, aren't you glad you didn't, you know, go forward with the wedding venue? And I'm like, no, I don't necessarily feel that way because I feel like when it comes back, it's going to come back and the venues are going to be, you know, even more um, at capacity and their their dates are booked. But um, yeah, I could be in a far worse financial situation now than, you know, <laughs> it could be, could have been. <laughs> right. It's true. You dodged a bullet and so many people did. Um, I... Uh, just curious with this time that you had available, um, you know, when all this started and everything shut down and then there was just that, that initial rush, as I'm sure you remember, um, and it's kind of come in waves over the course of the last eight to 11 months of like where you got to reschedule everything. And so maybe you did three, six months, nine months, and then they're like, okay, now I have to do it again. Um, you know, in between those waves of rescheduling uh, dates, um, was there anything that you, um, that you considered uh, doing internally to like make your business stronger, um, you know, instituting maybe new marketing and advertising ideas, or was this like a really good chance for you in the first time in your, you know, very storied career being a wedding planner and a florist, like to just kind of sit back and breathe for a second, which way did you kind of choose and, and what did you do if you did? And if you didn't, you know, I, 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 I chose to breathe. Um, my husband, um, was furloughed also. Uh, so we had, we had time, uh, we couldn't really travel, which we love to do. Uh, but there's, um, a few hiking trails nearby. One is one of which is 14 miles long. Um, and we would hike miles and miles a day and I wouldn't have in, I wouldn't even have music going. I just really turned inward and just took that time uh, to just reflect on me and who I am and how I want to be. And I actually reconnected with um, some spiritual gifts um, that I have of... uh, um, I might get a little woo. This is not a woo po- podcast, but um, I, but I was because um, when I talked about sometimes getting a feeling or stuff like that. So I'm definitely very empathic and um, can definitely get connected with someone and, and energies around them. Mm-hmm. And I took my love of mentoring and helping others uh, kind of to the to the next level with that. And so I actually have been on another level in another business um, doing life coaching and, and um, business coaching and, and healing, helping others heal. Um, so that was definitely 
um, a huge departure. But had I not had that alone time, um, that quiet time in nature, I, I probably would still be on, you know, that, that wheel. And um, obviously I'm still committed to Charleston Wedding Studio, but it's a great time for me to recognize and explore these other gifts that I have. Mm-hmm. And I've been having a lot of fun with that. And for that, um, if I have to say, thanks COVID, I'm very, I'm actually very grateful. I'm very, very grateful to have redis- rediscovered those, um, you know, intuitive gifts within. That's awesome. Um, because I think so many people have taken different paths with this. Um, you know, some people took a lot of time off like you did and, and, you know, searched within themselves and found different ways to, uh, spend their time, but also to improve their life. Um, and then some people did it like me where I just worked like 15 hours a day. <laughs> you're like, you're you know, like, I'm and I, <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'm in that and, business. <laughs> right. And so, uh, you know, some of us just decided, ah, you know, this is, there's no time like the present. Um, you know, so I think I had like the first two weeks off and then, uh, I, I, I just realized that like, this was just not how it was going to go down for me. So I, uh, you know, I, I turned, I turned loose and started working insane hours and uh, all my friends think I'm crazy, but you know, that's okay. It's fine. You know, it fulfills me in a different way. Um, your truth. <laughs> that's right. It's my truth. That's right. <laughs> Speaking about your truth. Let's talk about more about you specifically. And I always kind of ask this uh, towards the end of the podcast, because I like people to get to know you, the person, Beth. So I'm going to ask you some questions. They're all PG 13. And uh, so you don't have to worry. Um, uh, You know, we're not, we are a family show. uh, So I always like to make sure that that's, that's known. Uh, Even though some episodes tend to tilt towards the adult. Uh, But, uh, but I'm glad we're here. And I'm I'm so happy that you agreed to do this. But let's, let's talk about you. So let's tell me what you, uh, you already told me you like to hike. Tell me some more things you'd like to do with your free time when you're not planning an amazing wedding. Okay, so there's just so many things. Um, We love to travel. We haven't gotten to travel um, a lot recently, um, but we do love Disney World. And so Disney World is open and and for business. And we just we just got back from Disney. Um, But ideally, you know, so I can drink around the world at Epcot. I, I, which also goes into food and wine. So we, we love, we consider ourselves foodie. I love wine. I love pairing foods and wine. Um, I even facilitate wine tastings on my free time. I have so much free time. Um, but anything travel related, food related, alcohol related, uh, I love the outdoors. So hiking, um, mountain biking, camping, kayaking, spending time in and around um, rivers, um, going to the beach. <sighs> so um, I like to read, I like to write, um, have a couple of unfinished manuscripts that I might return to um, because I've been writing. And um, I've already mentioned mentoring and, and coaching others. Um, a family. I love my family. Sorry if I didn't mention them. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of these things that I talk about doing, I like doing with, with these guys. Um, so I do love my family. <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us uh, how many children do you have and what age? Okay. So I have um, four adult children. And so I don't have to go into their ages because they're grownups. That's fine. Ten-year-old grandson. <laughs> is it, uh, is it, uh, was it two, is it, Two boys, two girls, or three boys, one girl, and then my my ten year old grandson, who is my buddy. Like we we just love and adore each other. I think um, for the longest time he would uh, call me. He would Facetime me. I would be at, he'd be like, "Oh, it's okay, BB." I'll, he calls me BB. He's like, "Okay, BB, I'll watch you work." And so for hours, he would be on FaceTime while we're doing wedding setups or different stuff like that. Um, now that they've, they're doing virtual school, uh, he has access to Zoom some of his um, classmates. So BB doesn't get called quite as often. Oh. That's true. So say um, you, might, you might be grooming the next generation of, uh, of wedding uh, <laughs> professional here. 
Yes, whenever he comes to visit, um, all my children have always been involved in the weddings. And that was the only way I could run the business and, you know, and be a mom. Um, but even my grandson, he's, he knows how to put out candles and he knows how to, <laughs> you know, do certain things within setup and, and break down. Um, so he's been put to work before. I don't know if that's allowed. So maybe we cut that out like six underage <laughs> <laughs> jared if you're watching this jared, shout out jared. jared jared if that's illegal <laughs> that didn't happen <laughs> that's funny uh so uh I, tell me i now you know that i'm coming to charleston in a few uh in in, in only a few days yes, um, we talked about this pre uh pre-interview here but like uh tell me some of the places that i need to go eat because i need directions Oh, you have put me on the spot. Um, can you can you say places and not feel like you're uh, you're, you're you're playing favorites? I feel like I'm playing favorites, um, but there are, there are just so many greats. So I think that if you're wanting to eat on Shim Creek, I recommend Water's Edge. Um, if you like. Um, to just be an upper king, I recommend just doing kind of a, a appetizer tour. Oh. Just sitting down at one place. So maybe you'll get something at Rare Bit. Maybe you'll go, you know, somewhere else. Um, we like Upper King, upper, upper King Street. Isn't that like where like the Macintosh is and like yeah. yeah, yeah, there's there's like some really great restaurants on that street. Yeah, so that area has really been re revitalized, and there's a, there's a lot going on there. Um, we like um, basil for Thai, um, and there's so many. I mean, Hall's Chop House is going to be you know your number one for just impeccable, uh, you know, steak and, and service, um, but. Like I don't know. Now I'm also kind of drawing a blank a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. That that gives actually I didn't know about Water's Edge, so I'm I'm yeah. gonna check that out. Yeah, uh, it's an older restaurant, but um, if you just want a really good quality sit down meal, versus to, the other ones have a little more of a party atmosphere, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of like why I like uh, Water's Edge, and then you know you want some good like street taco type food fair, you know, go to um, Taco Boy. Um, so those are those are a, just a few that come to mind. And there's always so many new ones. And so there's always so many that I haven't had the opportunity to try um, just yet. So when, uh, when people come to Charleston and they say they wanna to go to the beach, um, I have come to Charleston so many times and I've never been to the beach. I've always just gone to all the wonderful, cool spots to go to and live that sort of King Street life. Um, but tell me where I should go to the beach this time. Okay, well, where I like, oh, you know where you should go? If you go to the beach, go to Fort Moultrie, which is on Sullivan's Island. Um, it's just a small parking fee there and you get to view one of the really cool um, uh, underground forts that uh was in place uh during like the it's where the first it's like across from fort sumter um mm -hmm. so it is very important in our history as far as the revolutionary war um was concerned i think it was also in play during the civil war but oh, i could be wrong so history i don't know but anyway it's just a couple of bucks a park and you're right across from the beach and then you just go out to the beach and I like that area because it's not crowded. Um, and if you're, a, <laughs> you know, it, it's, um, I, I think that's a, a great place to go. Now, if you're wanting to party a little bit and so you wanna party, um, then that's, you're gonna go where the county park on Isle of Palms, that area. Um, you can just um, see I also have parking in mind so I'm like okay you know you can pay to park there's showers a nice bathroom so you can still have that beach experience but there's that comfort level there <laughs> so that's how I like to that's how I like to go to the beach <laughs> that's okay uh, I, that's great I like peace and quiet so yeah. you got me you got me on that one yeah um, and finally I always like to ask this question to everybody because everybody has a different answer and I think one day I'm going to go back through every single episode and, and 
and literally chop up every single one of these answers and make a YouTube <laughs> video out of this or something. Tell me for um, our young vendors that are out there, um, give us in your infinite expertise and wisdom, uh, a piece of advice that you would tell somebody that was starting in the wedding industry that you would like to um, give them like a word of encouragement or something. What would you say to somebody? So my, I have several, if that's okay. Give me all of them. <laughs> right. So the first is to truly understand yourself. And so we talked a little bit about that ideal client earlier and how I kind of get gut feelings about who I should and shouldn't work with. And I think when you're first starting out, you feel like you need the business, you want the business, you um have a difficulty saying no. And so you end up more often. I wish there was, when I started out, someone told me, you know, you don't have to take every bit of business that comes your way. Um, it, it, if you truly refine from the beginning, who's the ideal fit for you, you're only going to propel yourself that much more quickly. Um, in, you know, into success and establishing a successful business. Um, the second would be to get a mentor, whether you're hiring a business coach or a life coach, or um, they don't have to be industry related. Um, it's great if they do have knowledge of the industry. But I think the thing that sometimes holds us back in business has nothing to do with business. It has to do with things that we have that are blocks that we don't even know. So things that we are carrying around from childhood, maybe that might be um, correlate to our own self-worth or uh, limited beliefs or fake glass ceilings that aren't there. Um, that, that we're having to unlearn some of these things. And sometimes you need somebody from outside of yourself to help you hone in on that. And if you find a good coach or a good mentor, um, they're going to be worth every penny in the long run. Um, because like I said, it's, yes, there's all that business stuff is important, but more times than not, the thing that's holding us back has nothing to do with our business practices. I'll let that speak for itself because I thought that was great. Thanks. <laughs> um, Beth, thank you so much for being on Southern Wedding Professionals today and taking a little bit of your time for everybody to get to know you. It was great. I enjoyed spending time with you and I can't wait to see you till next week. I know. It's, it's coming <laughs> up. Yeah. I can't wait. Right. Well, uh, and, um, and so for everybody out there, if you, if you listen this far, thank you so much for hanging out and uh, be sure and subscribe and like and comment on this uh, particular episode and the podcast. Leave a comment. It's always helpful for the algorithm and getting the word out about our wonderful industry and the people who run it. So thank you so much for being here and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.